When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the show, we talk about which crime organization has what it takes to be the very best, like no one ever was. Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I am Caleb. I'm Bruce. And I'm Lawrence. Today we are talking about the controversial hot button topic that we've been hinting about and thinking about and has been on everyone's minds. Which is? Who's the best at being bad? The best at being the worst. (laughs) The best at being the worst. Who's the best baddie in the Pokemon universe? Exactly. Which of the villainous teams takes the crown? Because as we know, there is a new crime syndicate for pretty much every new version of Pokemon. It's like for every Pokemon journey, there seems to be an entire crime organization that lines up with the main protagonist. But which one of those crime syndicates is actually the best? And we got some hot contenders here, I gotta say. Unfortunately, I don't know if we can be able to cover them all, but we're covering at least each of our respective personal choices to represent. We've got a three-party system going on today, and uh, (laughs) we're going to duke it out to see which one of us is right. (laughs) So what we did is we have three specific criteria that we are considering, um, because we're doing this the scientific way. So we are going to be talking about leadership and organization, which is effectively uh, how good the team's internal organization or what we see of it is at allowing them to do what they're trying to do. Their goals and purpose in the Pokemon world. What are they trying to accomplish? Is it something that is ambitious? Is it something that's relatable? Is it something that's well-defined or is it something that's more vague? And then third is their accomplishments and effectiveness. So that is how close did they actually come to completing their goal? And as of the end of whatever game they're in, are they still prevented from potentially reachieving that goal in the future? And so we're going to be judging all three teams by this strictly scientific rubric. The strictly scientific rubric that we all came up with on our own. That's definitely official. (laughs) Now, I got a question about this. So, like, if one of the teams actually did accomplish what they set out to do for, like, 10 minutes before an 11-year-old came in and beat them with a, a giant turtle, does that count? You know, we're here to argue every possibility. <laughs> I think there's not going to be a clear-cut victor, because as we know in the Pokemon world, good always prevails, in air quotes. But what we're trying to do here today is to take this criteria and, and argue about like which crime organization that we've been presented 
is the very best. Which one was almost there before that 11-year-old protagonist totally dismantled their billion-dollar organization? All right. (laughs) And just as a reminder, we love hearing from our listeners. So absolutely email us at lorepartypodcast at gmail.com with your specific thoughts. If you think that one of the teams that we're mentioning here is very obviously the winner, or if one of the teams that we aren't representing today is the actual winner. And we also stream weekly on Twitch, so be sure to follow us at lore underscore party on twitch.tv. Yes, let us know which one of us you think is the best. You decide. And let us know why you think that I am the winner. Oh, yeah, that's how this is going to go, huh? Yes, yes, please. Please tell, tell me why I won. Oh, after I make my case, there isn't going to be an argument. All right, well, then let's see this. (laughs) so why are we even going to talk about this what's the point well obviously in every pokemon game this antagonist faction always exists it takes form in every single franchise this is actually something that me and maya were talking about in between one of our older episodes and unfortunately she had to step out for this episode maya was the one who put this idea together and i just want to give her props this is her episode we're just living in it shout out to maya wherever you are and we were just kind of already arguing about which team is the best you know which one was best to be top team aside from needing to be champion stopping a crime syndicate is again another rite of passage for a child living in the Pokemon universe. Yeah. And, you know, from Rocket to Yell, you got to get them. Yeah. If you're 11 years old in the Pokemon world and you haven't toppled a crime syndicate, what are you doing with your life? Seriously. I mean, that's just how it goes. 11 years old, you topple a crime syndicate. 12 years old, get your first skateboard. (laughs) (laughs) Or your million dollar bike voucher. (laughs) So one of the first criteria that we want to talk about in this episode is going to be the goals and purposes. Just to let you know who we're all defending, I am doing Team Plasma, the best team. Uh, Bruce and Caleb, what teams are you guys doing? I'm going to be just breaking down why Team Galactic is the actual most powerful. And I am covering the OG Team Rocket, blasting off into your face, why they're the best, Boo. why they were the best, why they continue to be the best. Boo. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for goals and purposes, Caleb, you said you're doing Team Galactic. Why don't you uh, kick it off for us? Yeah. All right. So Team Galactic, they have arguably the most straightforward goal, but their means of accomplishing it has more steps to it. And it's more simple because it's more grandiose and more ambitious. Their goal is to reshape the entire universe, to completely destroy and rebuild the universe into one devoid of emotion and spirit, believing that emotion and spirit being removed from the universe will end all fighting and pain. So this is kind of a one way to achieve world peace. Not necessarily the one that I personally would advocate for, but it's certainly incredibly ambitious. It's certainly incredibly profound. And the means by which they do it is by using the powers of various legendary Pokemon to destroy the universe. Do unto the universe what Missingno did to my copy of Pokemon Blue. (laughs) So this is basically like the giver organization for the Pokemon world. It's like remove all emotions, 
remove spirit and then everybody lives in peace because they're just like a husk. Okay, okay, sure. But you kind of glossed over the part where the universe is gotten rid of and replaced. Isn't that something that we want to like expand on? Sure, you get world peace, but there is things that are missing. Big things. Listen, I don't want to defend this team personally. (laughs) I, I, I don't. But what I will say is that Okay, yes, they want to destroy the universe, but they want to replace it with something. Basically, what it seems like they're saying is that the universe in its current state is way too chaotic. So we replace it with something with a little bit more order. And by order, we remove this free will and the spirit from people so they don't do crazy things. Not that I'm advocating for this. Of course, of course. Because obviously Team Plasma is the best. I mean, look, you you also have to remember this was, this was what, 2006? So for clarification, you have to remember that Sonic 06 had just came out. (laughs) And if you look at that game, there is an element of it where you can look at it and think, okay, yeah, destroying the universe and resetting everything that brought humanity to this point does make a degree of sense. I'll give you that. When I looked at Sonic 06, I was like, do we really need to be here? Wait, wait. To be fair, this was like, for all of our U.S. listeners, this was the George Bush era. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there there may have been an era of like, just destroy the universe. It's fine. <laughs> just just restart. Everyone was thinking it back then. <laughs> thinking it now. God. <laughs> yeah. So so this was this was the George Bush time. So, you know, 2006, destroy the universe and replace it with something else was a very viable option. And I mean, there's also no denying that like 2021, we hadn't entirely ruled it out there either. <laughs> <laughs> I think destroying the universe and replacing it with something becomes more of a viable option as each year passes. So so we'll we'll give you that. We'll put a pin under that and say, like, we'll consider. Do, do want to go with the uh, underground thing, though, of as we're discussing these teams, this isn't necessarily, oh, the things they want to accomplish are good. But, like, those make you think for a moment, and, like, you can understand where they're coming from. I'll give you that, like, hey, free will is a questionable thing, because free will can make you do some evil things. But I will counter with my team, Team Plasma. Mm. Because Team Plasma had a two-factor, two-tier goal. They had the public-facing goal and then the goal that was behind the scenes. So the public-facing goal was that the relationship between humans and Pokemon was unbalanced and that people were abusing their Pokemon by battling. And so the only righteous thing to do was to give up their Pokemon. Let those Pokemon be free. Let them be their own people. Stop battling, because battling is terrible. Why would you do this? Which is perfectly understandable, because why have two, like a Polyrath and like a Weedle, battle for supremacy so I can get $1,000 from a bug catcher when they can just honestly live their lives? But the thing that they were really trying to do behind the scenes was pacify this region so that their real leader was the only Pokemon trainer in the land and thus could subjugate the entire population. That is a pretty sweet goal because you got to think about it. They've got this goal of being the dominant power, but instead of going in nukes blazing, finding a legendary Pokemon and, and destroying everything, they want people to believe that they've treated their Pokemon so wrong and so poorly that they give them up. So I was totally on board with Team Plasma until they switched their agenda. There is so much to be said in a world where it looks like Pokemon are getting the raw deal and then they get really down and dirty and just switch it on you. And I hate that 
but also that's a good villain thing. Yeah, I mean, for real, I thought that this was the thing that made them the best. They manipulated people's feelings for Pokemon because people, you know, the Pokemon world is built on love and trust. And when you think about it, if you love and trust Pokemon and someone's like, hey, well, you're not treating Pokemon right because you make them battle. You're going to sit and think about that for a second. Like, am I actually doing the right thing? Meanwhile, there is a dude behind the scenes who's manipulated a child. Can't forget that. Yes. (laughs) You manipulated a child with powers that can communicate with Pokemon so he can be the number one and solo Pokemon master of this region so he can basically subjugate the land. And technically, that would allow Pokemon and humans to have a different relationship than they do now. So it's one of those goals that you can sit and think about and you're just like, you know what? This might not be so bad. I don't have to replace the universe with anything. And, you know, I'm not like Team Rocket just grabbing money and random technology. Okay. I am literally doing something about the state of the world right now because we do know from our episode on N that there are some people out there that have some questionable practices with their Pokemon. We're discussing them today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 100%. So what do you got for me, Team Rocket? Because I think I just won. Uh Uh-huh. So (laughs) let me tell you something about Team Rocket. They are the OG. They have set the bar for everyone else in the game franchise. And they do it the old-fashioned way. They don't need some giant mythical creature that is in charge of time or space or a child messiah to dupe the rest of society to guilt trip them into giving you the keys to the world. We are going to do some good old-fashioned racketeering, intimidation, taking over with puppet governments, and just all the shadowy organization stuff written on all the walls of their bases. They have the oath and I'm quoting here, steal Pokemon for profit, exploit Pokemon for profit. All Pokemon exist for the glory of team rocket. Look how succinct that is. It is not, Oh, we're going to go take some legendary. It is. We believe in human supremacy over Pokemon by any means necessary, for our own benefit. How evil is that? They don't even look at any kind of Pokemon as some sort of bond or even a god. The only time that they even fucked with a mythical Pokemon legendary was getting enough Mew DNA in at least the anime. In the game, it's not as clear, but I will say it is multiply shown that Giovanni funded the entire research facility on Cinnabar Island to create Mewtwo, an affront to Arceus and all of Pokemon world and everything that is holy to create a a man-made genetic abomination from one of the purest legendaries ever. Think about that. I'm going to drop a bomb on you real quick. Go ahead. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, go ahead. That whole thing that you talked about, about human supremacy over Pokemon, Mm -hmm. and the fact that they failed is the reason why we have Team Plasma. We all failed, Lawrence. (laughs) We're all here. We're all here because of some stupid 11-year-old with a Pokemon. I would drop a bomb on you, but all of my bombs got used on the three lakes to (laughs) get a hold of legendary Pokemon that we actually managed to get. Hey. And And you lost them immediately. I will say that we got our legendary Pokemon. It's just, you know, stuff happened. 
I made mine. I made one. I didn't have to catch one. Rocket made a fucking legendary. Think about that. Can you make Dialga? Technically, Team Plasma didn't have to catch one either. We just had to have a dude that we manipulated since the time he was born <laughs> to just talk to it. Oh, yes, your, your child messiah of Pokemon bridging the gap. And how well did that turn out when he turned against you? Once he learned very easily because he was told that he was manipulated. That was your one mistake. Listen, the 11-year-old got us all. <laughs> but if it wasn't for him, those meddling kids, we would have we would have succeeded. Of course. So I also want to point out, Team Plasma also did make a legendary Pokemon. They did make a legendary Pokemon, technically. Oh, Genesect? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, we did. That's what I'm telling, man. From the ashes of the rocket rises the plasma. You technically, you built on top of it? Yeah, because you guys didn't do things right. You're all about human subjugation, and look where that got you. You couldn't even take over a company. But, you know, hey, whatever. We did take over a company. We were a company. Uh, we took over at a city. I know. The whole city. I don't know, man. That 11-year-old came. Selco is definitely not under Team Rocket control anymore. And you know what happened to that 11-year-old after that? He literally beat everything else and then stood on a mountain waiting for God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the coolest 11-year-old. Okay, we are moving on from this. <laughs> so speaking of people who stand on a mountain looking for God, we're going to move on to the leaders of our different teams. <laughs> Go ahead. So Cyrus is the primary uh, leader of Team Galactic. And so as far as like the overall organization of Galactic, like I mentioned before, they are an actual company. So the result of that is that there actually is a uh, multi-tiered hierarchical actual like an org chart to everything. So you've got Cyrus at the top, but then he has his immediate generals underneath him, which is... Saturn, Mars, Charon, and Jupiter. So this is someone who actually knows how to delegate, and then they individually know how to delegate, which actually results in things getting accomplished in the Lake Guardians getting acquired. So they did acquire three legendary Pokemon, and the only reason they ended up escaping is specifically because they were allowed to escape when the 11-year-old uh, broke into their base. Like, at that point, we had already had what we wanted out of them, and they were just like, you can press that button to free them. We're heading out. Going back to that later, though, there is actual delegating. There is an actual structure to this. And the other result is that even when Cyrus ends up disappearing, there's still other generals. Charon never gets arrested. So there's still a leader to Team Galactic that's out there and just having one person didn't topple the entire thing down and force them to try to desperate measures just to see if they could radio Cyrus. Mm. Oh, sorry, that was intended to be your second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Okay, so Team Plasma, when it comes to their leadership and organization, as I slightly mentioned earlier, Team Plasma, the good thing about them is their intentions, their overall intentions are not public-facing. What they love to do is show people that they are addressing this issue of the treatment of Pokemon in the world and the relationship between Pokemon and people. And to do this, to, you know, like keep this, this going, they find this kid in the woods who has the ability to communicate with the hearts of Pokemon. So he can talk to Pokemon and they pull him into this organization, make them their de facto king and show him Pokemon that have been abused by people in general and like 
This is all so that this dude himself would lose all taste for battling, but would befriend Pokemon that the true leader, his adoptive father, could use when he was the sole Pokemon trainer. Like, you think about it. Team Galactic, Team Rocket, they've got to go out there and spend either spend billions of dollars or spend all this money and resources in capturing a legendary Pokemon. We have a resource here that we have just basically groomed since they were a kid so they can go out and talk to Pokemon. He can be like, legendary Pokemon, I understand how you feel. My name is N. I'm the only person that we know of so far that can actually talk to you. I understand how you're feeling. And I hate battling and everything. And they're like, cool, I can mess with this human. And then Geist comes along, their real leader, and is like, eh, how about you uh, blow up this town right here? And the Pokemon's like, cool, if you know this guy, you must be cool. Their structure is kind of spiritual, religious structure, like a monarchy where they have this one figurehead, where they have N, this person that can communicate with Pokemon, all the while, one of his sages, his adoptive father, is actually controlling everything from behind the scenes. Best organization. Yeah, build an entire organization revolving around some kid you found in the woods. Why hasn't anyone else done that? I mean, look, to be fair, they are also the only team that appears to have realized the true power of 11-year-olds this entire time. Exactly. True. They did not overlook that. But then they did. like. <laughs> but then they did. They were like, this is great. I Wow, I'm so glad. This is totally an underrated thing of the power of 11-year-olds. All right, we got what we want. <laughs> we were the first people to weaponize an 11-year-old against another. <laughs> weaponize children plot armor. <laughs> against another child so thank you very much true i would like that to be added to the record all right you'll get that on a little gold plaque <laughs> you get that a gold plaque that says weaponized children abused children <laughs> oh no <laughs> we we were the first to see the full potential of children oh yeah <laughs> predating the spartan program uh yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> we started that thank you very much sure sure now okay Dear listeners, if you are not driving right now, I want you to go on your phone or your computer and look up Geist and look up Cyrus. First of all, look at Cyrus. Boy ain't got no eyebrows. <laughs> you're going to tell me you're going to listen to this guy who looks like a literal clown? This isn't a real argument. Looking like Bobo with his blue hair. No, no. You're going to look at Geist, who looks like he's in the world's tackiest Snuggie with the weirdest eye patch you've ever seen. Okay, the eye patch kind of kicks ass, though. It kind of kicks ass. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You want to talk about class? You want to talk about finesse? Look at no one but Giovanni. Literally in a three-piece suit, debonair, dressed to the nines. Mwah. Beautiful. First of all, I, everything else follows after that. He is a man who fights dirty, but when you beat him, he doesn't leave in a huff and shake his fist or laugh maniacally. He's like, you know what? You did good. Fine. Whatever. Fuck you, but you got me there. He loses with some amount of maturity. Number one. And then, okay, so also, 
this is kind of weird, but in the original game, it was just Giovanni who was the leader. But in, let's see, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, in Pokemon Rocket Go, there are different admins and generals. So I don't know if you want to count that, but that's there. But mostly it's him. And let me tell you something. Giovanni is a charismatic motherfucker. He is also the gym leader, arguably the most powerful gym leader, literally in Viridian City. No one knows that. It's not unlike the, the posters or anything. He's got that. Meanwhile, he's got a bunch of people under his name running around in big giant R's on their chest, terrorizing stuff, shooting Marowaks and abandoning their little orphan Cubones in the most sacred place in Kanto, literally killing them in the cemetery city. And may I remind you, they have an entire headquarters or like semi-headquarters underneath the casino that they run and own like they're fucking Yakuza. That's badass. You cannot tell me. They are in every single facet of Kanto society. You don't know where they are. You don't know where they're going to pop up. It's not just them with an R on their chest. They're the gym leaders. They're running the casinos. They're running businesses. You could be a part of Team Rocket. I could be a part of Team Rocket. You don't know who to trust. Okay, so I will say that the cool thing that the, cas the casino part of Team Rocket is the reason why we have Porygon. So I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. That is literally about it. Most of the time... These guys can't even get away from the police. Like, okay, let's let's talk about Cerulean City where. OK, yeah, where uh, they were just like stuck in a backyard after trying to steal a Pokemon and they get waxed by a 10 year old kid. Sorry, man. I, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we want to judge the best team by the worst of their grunts? Oh, because we can do that. Oh, we could totally do that. No, first of all, no, no, no. Jesse and James do not count. They are <laughs> barely a part of this organization anymore. That's a lie. <laughs> For the past few seasons in the anime, they have been just selling concessions. <laughs> That's a lie. At the Pokemon tournaments. <laughs> that doesn't count. They are their marketing team at oh, best. That was a lie. Okay, okay, fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Whatever. <laughs> we'll move along. Caleb, what were you saying? So I was going to point out that we question and mock some of the Gen 2 gym leaders' effectiveness because they don't necessarily do their jobs for some part of the game where you've got, like, one who won't battle you until after you, like, deliver medicine and you've got another one who doesn't even give you the badge for a hot minute after you beat her. And I want to point out that Giovanni does exactly that for literally the entire game. <laughs> oh, cool. Second city. Here's a gym. Let's fight it. Oh, wait, they're not home. <laughs> they're not home until the very end of the game, too. Like, I will I will say Giovanni is balling. He funded the creation of a deadly Pokemon that he couldn't then control himself. If N was there, he could have talked to him. <clears throat> oh, yeah, sure. That would have. But, uh. You know, like, I guess, like, Team Rocket is cool if you like basic crime, you know, uh, hopping into buildings, stopping the production of the Silphscope, you know, making a casino and stuff. Like, Team Rocket's pretty cool. Yeah, toppling capitalism? Isn't that fucking cool? They're not toppling capitalism. They're weaponizing capitalism by being capitalists themselves. <laughs> 
even better, even better. Giovanni didn't pay for Mewtwo <laughs> with chickens. <laughs> he literally. <laughs> it might have been millions of dollars in funding, but yeah. once you get that kind of power, you can literally set the bar. He knew it was an investment. If we're going to be honest, Giovanni is just Elon Musk and Team Plasma, I'm the Pope. No, 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 no. No, he's better than Elon Musk. He is better than Al fucking Compone. No, he's just Elon. He's not Elon Musk. You're, you're Elon Musk, man. No, it's not. You made a Pokemon and then you want everybody to hear about it. How fucking dare you? And you have a kid that you don't want to no, take he- care of. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's be honest, Giovanni put, paid for hair plugs. <laughs> you leave silver out of this. So, like, you got Elon Musk here. (laughs) Grimes takes over the organization. (laughs) And, like, here's the other thing, Giovanni. Like, if your kid's going to start doing crime, at least teach him to, like, hang on to his wallet when he's running away from a crime scene. Right, so they don't identify him. He didn't want him in there. (laughs) That's like, he didn't want him in there. He was not like, oh, now you're my secret mole into the Johto League. He literally just fucked off. That's another thing. He's a bad guy because he literally dipped out on his family because an 11-year-old beat him. He dipped out on his own 11-year-old because an 11-year-old beat him. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's bad, right? That's hard. The apple doesn't fall very far from the tree because, like, if it makes you feel any better, his 11-year-old then went out and got beaten by an 11-year-old, so. So Giovanni couldn't weaponize an 11-year-old exactly like Team Plasma could, so okay. (laughs) But all right, you know, that's good to know. And that is also a good segue into um, this ad that we have for you guys. We'll be back in a second. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so we're back. And after realizing that Team Rocket is not the superior team. Oh, (laughs) sure. Whatever. We're going to find out. One of the next sections that we want to cover is the effectiveness and accomplishments of each team. This is the creme de la creme, if you will, of the teams that we're covering. Like, did they accomplish their goals for a second before the 11-year-old stepped in? Did they have good direction and purpose? So all of those different pieces, parts that combined into how far, how close they actually made it. With Team Galactic, they did succeed in abducting three legendary Pokemon, which weren't able to be released until we literally let them go, because they already had the red chain at that point, which we talked about. They successfully managed to steal the artifacts from the museums. They then absolutely went out, and they did successfully uh, subjugate Dialga and Palkia, And it took literal, like, divine intervention from these legendary godlike Pokemon to even allow the 11-year-old to be able to stop Cyrus. So just bear in mind that Team Galactic wasn't brought down simply by an 11-year-old. It took an 11-year-old 
arguably the most powerful champion in the entire franchise and a literal deity all teaming up together. <laughs> I hate that you tricked me into that episode supporting <laughs> that claim that Cynthia was the best champion because now you got another point for that. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. He got you. Haha. <laughs> Damn, I can't even. I will say, Team Plasma's plan, wow, as, as someone stated <laughs> earlier in this episode, Flawless, smooth, sexy, if you will. <laughs> Some might say it's the best plan that was ever concocted ever. Ever? Ever. It was the longest con. They raised a whole ass yeah. kid. I found this magic baby in the woods. <laughs> yes, hold on. I've got the best idea ever. <laughs> yes. Yes. Team Plasma was like, shit, there's a kid in the woods. And instead of just being like, not my problem, they're like, this kid could talk to Pokemon. There is a whole ass thing we can do. Team Plasma's effectiveness was incredible. They literally convinced people that Pokemon battling was bad. And for like the people they couldn't convince, they just stole their Pokemon. But like there were literally people who subscribed to the Team Plasma ideals without joining them. There's not a person that slaps on a Team Galactic uniform or slaps an R on their chest and runs around. Like, no one had to join Team Plasma to really kind of follow their ideals, which I think made them super effective. They took people's Pokemon because people were like, you know what, you're right. I've been battling my Pokemon forever, and, like, maybe that's just, like, not right for this thing that's supposed to be my friend. And, I mean, if you want another example of how effective Team Plasma were at convincing people that battling Pokemon was bad, just think about, like, when we were kids, how many schools banned Pokemon cards? That was Team Plasma. That was Team Plasma. Yes. That was all Team Plasma. That was Team Plasma. No one else. I love. I, I would love that to be like written in one of the notes to written to home. Like children are no longer permitted to bring their Pokemon cards because of Team Plasma. We don't want that. No, it, it's the fact that your principal is actually a member of Team Plasma. He's like Pokemon cards. <laughs> battling is terrible. Get out of here. <laughs> But what makes Team Plasma effective is that they took a very simple concept. Manipulate a child. Not even the manipulating of a child. That was just really the, like, cherry on top. But their simple concept was that, like, animals fighting animals is cruel. That was it. You can't love something if you make it fight. Even though, in the world of Pokemon, doing that is something that is shown to help a Pokemon evolve to its next form and to grow and strengthen the bond between it and its trainer. Team Plasma was like, you know what? Actually, Pokemon battles, this thing that is pretty much synonymous with the Pokemon world itself is actually very wrong and abusive. And people stopped and thought about that. But all the while, they were like, it's actually bad for you guys because we want you all to give up your Pokemon so that our one true leader can weaponize legendary Pokemon using his adoptive forest living son to control them. That just kind of sounds like Team Rocket with extra steps. It's not Team Rocket because all that is- Get get a magic baby, get everyone to like lay down their Pokemon so then we can take them over. But Team Rocket is like, we're just gonna take it. No, Giovanni is like, let me shell millions and billions of dollars into a test tube legendary Pokemon. Where uh, Team Plasma's like, oh, I was walking in the woods looking for acorns and I found this kid. <laughs> I can't believe you think that's better. <laughs> totally free. How is that better? 
And then they also put millions and billions of dollars into a test tube Pokemon, as we already established. <laughs> but, they, but they did it after they knew, like, oh, shit, this free kid that we found in the woods, because it's totally free. If you find a kid in the woods, it's the law, look it up. <laughs> this free kid that they found in the woods can talk to Pokemon. How awesome is that? Like, I don't even have to invent something that can talk to Pokemon and I can use to manipulate them. I've got a real, live, actual, factual human being that does that. And all I have to do is show them some hurt Pokemon. I can hurt those Pokemon myself. And I've got a cause. I've got a literal cause that people can subscribe to without joining my organization. Like, if you look at, like, Team Rocket, no one's like, unless you're going to try to get a job as at a casino. Yeah, it's it's called a paycheck, sweetie. Like... You got it. Like, yeah, well, no, well, uh, I can, you can put your kids through school with mine. What I'm, what I'm saying is it's like, okay, I'm not going to join team rocket so I can work in a casino, but like, I don't have to join team plasma. I can literally just not like Pokemon battles. Boom. I subscribe to the ideal ideology. Team rocket is out here. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, we're supremacists and everyone's like, mm, that doesn't sound good at all. Exactly. Evil. Bam. But then, like, Team Galactic, it's like, destroy the universe and replace it with something. And someone's like, well, isn't that going to kill me? Uh, yeah. But I live here. Yeah, exactly. I live in the universe. Isn't that going to kill me? Team Plasma is like, you guys love Pokemon, don't you? Yes. Did you know that Pokemon battles were actually bad and they hurt Pokemon? Really? Yeah, you should stop doing that. Okay. Bam. And I would be totally behind you 100% until they changed it literally until everything was in their grasp they could have done it but geese literally jumped the gun and just said ha ha we're evil and completely ruined it and i will say their ultimate goal is what i'm grading them here which is just take over the world through tricking people okay okay I will give you that, that Geist jumped the gun. If he hadn't jumped the gun, though, what would you have to say? It'd be a different story. It'd be a different story, sure. But, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, my friend. <laughs> don't get don't get me started on the woulda, shoulda, coulda for both you guys, because the woulda, shoulda, coulda. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get started on Team Rocket. Yeah. First of all, you have a terrorist organization, a Pokemon trafficking cartel, and a mafia all wrapped into one organization. Number one, number Wait, hold on, pause. What, what? First off, everybody at home, how many (laughs) trafficking, mob, and cartel organizations (laughs) don't those normally fail, even in real life? Yes. El Chapo's in jail. Oh, oh, oh my God. What did you just say? You talking about El Chapo? I'm not saying, I didn't say that. This is your last episode, man. I'm telling you, this is how it happens. Yeah, I know. If you're coming at me, my name is, uh, Brew. (laughs) (laughs) El Chapo actually works. You know, he's a senator now. No one knows it. He's not really using his real name. Like, he could be anywhere. He could be Giovanni. (laughs) He could be Giovanni. Evil. Not to mention, all of you guys are just regional cults. I'm very sorry to explain this to you, but you're just cults in these regions. I am a fully-fledged organization that is spanning Kanto, Johto, and reaching out to the Sevi Islands and wherever else because, unfortunately, Team Rocket, Jesse, and James go to every single one. They plant their flag. We're just going. We're, we're worldwide at this point. 
Exactly. Large scale energy company. Oh, wait, no, that's my team. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we got our hands in everything. It can be little markets on the side. Like I said, we own a casino. We run that. Like, right. it's all about just kind of expanding that empire. This is like if DARPA was like, well, I have a casino in Las Vegas, so I rule the world. <laughs> there is a thing called being stretched too thin. And when you send your shittiest team and their talking cat <laughs> across the world and they still can't catch a singular Pikachu. I First mean, of all, I on. don't even remember the last season where Giovanni gave a shit about Pikachu. <laughs> because Giovanni said he, like, I want that Pikachu back in like Johto. And I think at a certain point he was like, you know what? Forget it. Just do whatever you got to do. I don't even think Giovanni ever wanted that Pikachu. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I think that Jesse and James were just like, I'm going to get you that Pikachu. And he was like, who are you? <laughs> like those guys couldn't catch a 10 year old's Pikachu with a talking Pokemon on their side. Just because they expand out doesn't mean that they're actually good. Team Plasma, on the other hand, they literally were like, let's start with one region at a time. Get an entire region with no Pokemon trainers and one dude that controls legendary Pokemon, not because he threw a ball at them, but because he communicated with their soul. No region's gonna mess with that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? If you wanna talk about your magic child being able to help you get to this amazing legendary Pokemon to do stuff for you, Giovanni didn't even need that. In the Pokemon first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, after he is born and destroys the facility, Giovanni lands down from the helicopter where he was apparently watching this and waiting for the explosion, comes down and just talks to him, man to Pokemon, and says, you are my boy. You got to come with me, learn about your powers, learn to control them so we can be able to make a better world. And he talks Mewtwo, this literal two-hour-old death machine abomination to be like, all right, I guess, whatever. And he goes there, he puts him in like that metal suit and he's like, how is this supposed to help me? It just suppresses my powers. And he's like, oh, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's just like, it's going to help you like control it. And then he's like, wait a minute, are you tricking me? And he was like, yes, ha, I tricked you. You're going to work for me now and forever. And he said, I thought we were equals. And he said, you will never be my equal. You're just a Pokemon. That is literally cutting out the middleman of N. Wait, wait, no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's actually not. And I'm going to mic drop on you real quick because. All right. This isn't cutting out the middleman of N. You two was like, oh, we're not equals. Bye. And he <laughs> blew up the gym and flew away and started his own plan. He literally. Then that was what happened with N. He's told N you are special and I don't care about you. And then he blew up his organization. No, but see, the thing of it is, is Mewtwo was like, oh, I'm aware of my own power. So I'm going to go fuck off right now. That was a bit of an oversight. <laughs> when it comes to N, there was an 11 year old kid that was like, yeah, I mean, you know, Pokemon battles aren't amazing when people don't treat their Pokemon right. But like, I've got a good relationship. So like N actually was his worldview that was given to him by Geist was challenged by a child. Whereas Mewtwo was just like, things aren't exactly what I thought they were because this person, my father, actually said them. 
N was proven wrong, Mewtwo was just like, yeah, you're being scammed. (laughs) (laughs) There was like nobody that was like, if you break out of here, you could probably do better because Giovanni actually is just a regular person and has no powers. Giovanni was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm pumping that supremacy up too high and it fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Like... He didn't, he wasn't subtle. He could have just been like, no, 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 no. We're equal. This suit is helping you. To be fair, Team Galactic was incredibly straightforward with everyone the entire time on just how special they thought every individual was. I I still don't know how they had enough people to run an organization that would ultimately kill them. I mean, they were a company. Like, how does Walmart have employees? <laughs> what did they sell? We had a casino. Like, we had, like, money coming in. What did you guys have? They were an energy company. Oh, my God. Weird. How does Plasma get money? Team Plasma, we work as activists. So, basically, we are going to crowdsource anything that we need. We're the animal rights activists. You know, you see those, um, like, sad Sarah McLaughlin dog commercials? Team Plasma. Team Plasma in the game had rallies. Uh. When you first see them, they are rallying to tell people that their treatment, the mistreatment of Pokemon is wrong. And even like Geist hit the ground floor and was like, I know I'm this sage and I know I'm this like actual leader of this, this organization. I'm out here protecting my followers. Geist is out here leading people and getting people into the flock. So like you talk about cults. Yes. Team Plasma is very much a cult, but like we're the cult that gets you to drink the Kool-Aid. Great, great. So PETA at Jonestown. That's great. Exactly. Well, let me tell you, you know what the best kind of advertisement is? Word of mouth. And you know what really carries on the wind? The fear in your enemies when you blow up buildings and steal Pokemon. No, it's the feeling that when you blow up lakes and steal Pokemon. (laughs) No, we literally didn't have to blow up anything. We literally were just like, you know what? Pokemon battling is wrong. And to prove it, to prove it, because like if you think about your organizations today or any other religious cult, Westboro Baptist Church, they can't prove shit. They just can shout stuff at you. And you're like, yeah, you guys are obviously crazy. Imagine someone being like Pokemon battling is wrong. And you're like, fuck off. And then they're like, I'm being serious. Here's this person. And they're like, hey, your Pokemon, the Pokemon that you captured. Do you really like Pokemon battles? And they're like, not really. That's going to be like, whoa, Team Rocket and Team Galactic don't have that. They just have internal followings. They can't do anything that's not in-house. You mean employees? (laughs) Yeah, like that's the thing. They need followers. They need to to like coax people over. And have people in those uniforms who battle on their behalf. Team Plasma is like, hey guys, we should treat Pokemon better because we all love them, right? And you're like, yeah, of course, I love Pokemon. I have so many. They're like my best friends. They're like, don't battle them then. You know, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, my Pokemon may actually not like battling and they might just like like shooting the breeze and hanging out with me. That is literally stopping a Pokemon trainer from being a Pokemon trainer. They're pacifying their resistance. Whereas Team Rocket and Team Plasma are like, okay, I gotta have like this recruitment strategy and you gotta have benefits. It's like, fuck that. I literally just have to tell people that the way they're living their life is wrong. If I told you guys like, you know what? The more you keep your lights on in your house, like the more you're destroying the world, 
you cared about the planet, you may turn your lights off more while I have every single light on in my apartment. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, much like Team Galactic and Team Rocket and unlike Team Plasma, when our organization's leaders were defeated, our organization still kept going. Whereas Team Plasma just kind of stopped because no one was getting paid and they realized they were part of a cult. Well, once Geist was defeated, he joined Team Rainbow. So, like, at least Geist was like, you know what? My organization failed, but I've got experience and I can help other organizations. Geist kept going. Right. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So he joined Team Rainbow. What was the other part of that team? Was it part of the name of the team? Was it Rainbow Rocket? <laughs> Rainbow Rocket. Where that? Oh, my God. That's right. Because Giovanni runs that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Giovanni comes back from the actual shadows and says, I'm going to be in charge of every other organization leader so we can take over the multiverse with armies of Ultra Beasts. Mind you, that is possibly even more ambitious than Cyrus's remaking of One World. And he got all of the other team bosses to work as admins for him. I don't, I, I'm dropping this now because you, you forced my hand, Lawrence. But look at this. He is the boss of bosses. He is the boss of your boss. He is the boss of your boss. He is everybody's boss. And again, because of some snot-nosed 11-year-old, he's not king of the multiverse, but my God, he tried. Going off of this, though, um, and just going on to general, like, uh, additional bonus points and additional kind of things that we're transitioning into, the other aspect of Team Galactic that we have to keep in mind is just that degree of thematic unity that they have. Because there does need to be, like, some uh, room and some acknowledgement for uh, just... Also, how generally dope Team Galactic's uh, outfits are. Especially them bowl-cut wigs. No, those weren't wigs. Those were just (laughs) your standard chili bowl haircut (laughs) to join the organization. Oh, yeah. Everyone got to look like Cat Williams dipped in a (laughs) cotton candy machine. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when I turn off my audio. (laughs) Okay. So, yes, yes. Everybody did look like that. I can't. I I can't even... (laughs) See, that's why, like, so let's eliminate Team Galactic. (laughs) After that horrible hit, I will say I like, like, the clothes, but I cannot let them walk around thinking that they are dope uniforms when they got the hair. See, see, the haircut is, like, this is 100% that makes them North Korea. (laughs) 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 You you guys got to get the standard. You got to get the standard (laughs) issue cut. Team Galactic is off the list. Neither of our organizations have standard issue cuts. To be fair, Team Plasma does have the uh, the whole armor outfit, and I feel like having armor as a normal part of your uniform um, would have been useful for Team Rocket when their uh, gas station employees were getting <laughs> blasted in the face <laughs> with a hyperbeam. You know what? We had to be inconspicuous. We couldn't look like LARPers. Hey, listen. Which I think might be one of the reasons why you had so many people join. Listen, though. <laughs> listen. I'm just saying, though, that just like Caleb said, that armor would protect us. Nothing can protect you from an 11-year-old with a super-powered monster. I think we've all learned that lesson. With all of that being considered, though, and all of these different elements, kind of my closing argument with Team Galactic, 
is that you've got the style, the pizzazz, rocking that bowl cut, <laughs> and they have arguably like the most ambitious of the um, main strategies and just a coherent organization. Like, exactly. Like, Team Plasma's out trying to convince everyone that if you keep your lights on, it'll destroy the world. Team Galactic is literally out here both keeping your lights on and destroying the world, so... <laughs> okay, so for my final thoughts, I will say, the thing that makes Team Plasma good is they don't need the smoke and mirrors. As much as it seems like they use them, what they're actually using is they're, they're weaponizing the trust and love that people have for their Pokemon. So the people that are like this 11-year-old kid that goes around destroying these crime organizations, you know, like the professor always preaches to them, the best Pokemon develop through like a trust and love bond with their trainer. They're taking that and they're using it against people by telling them that if you love and you trust your Pokemon, you won't make them fight, ever. And if you don't, we're going to take your Pokemon. So I think they kind of take the best from each organization and cut out the fat. Like, I don't need to reset the galaxy when I just stop people from doing Pokemon battles and I'm the, the sole ruler. And, like, I don't need to raise a bunch of money, you know, through crime when I could just tell people that, like, what they're doing is wrong and by donating to our organization, like, they're righting the sins that they have committed in the world. That's why we're the best team. I don't think I even need to, like, make my case here. I already did. First of all, we're the OG. We set the standard. We are versatile because we don't have to be in a specific region or have a specific legendary to enact what we do. And number one, we came back with the vengeance. Our leader on top, Rainbow Rocket forever. And boss of bosses. Bosses, bosses, boss. Literally, your Team Plasma grunts and your Team Galactic grunts all still answer to Giovanni. At the end of the day, like case closed, we're done. That's it. Just taking all of these arguments, taking all of these clues, all these criteria and like considering these specific criteria that we set up um, and just putting it up on the wall, getting the conspiracy board together, pulling out your yarn and looking at all of these clues. Take a look at all of this evidence that we've set up to try and determine what the best team is and then tear it all down because there's actually another actual best team what? that we haven't even brought up today, and it's Team Yell. So goals and purpose, their entire motivation for Team Yell can be summed up just by holding a banner that just has a picture of Marnie, Piers, and Morpeko. And you know what? They have a point. Do we talk about um, this? Leadership and organization. So just like all of the other teams find strength um, when they rely on more than just a single person, Team Yell is so internally organized and decentralized that they enacted everything they did in Sword and Shield without their official no, leader okay. even finding Our, out. Thank they you. Thank you. No we, central. You decide. Their effectiveness and accomplishments. Uh, we, they thank haven't you lost yet. has been a wonderful. <laughs> Marnie. <laughs> Marnie could still become champion in the future. This that could still happen. a wonderful time. Great discussion. Great ideas. So. We're going to take it out. See you next. Team Yell. Team Yell. All right. Got to cut his mic. Cut his mic yell. right now. Um, all doing right. It. Doing it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so uh, who do you think is the best team to be the best at being the worst? Let us know in any fashion you like. Email us. Comment anything you want not team yell thank you and good night yes thank you and good night please email us and tell us why team plasma won
or whatever you choose. And it better be the one that controls all the other ones. Team Plasma. Mm. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up. I hope you enjoyed this helps us grow the show and be sure to connect with us on twitch instagram and twitter at lore underscore party thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time